The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, covering your child's face in spandex for Halloween, pre-K birthday party rubrics, smoking hot forest fire PSAs, and epic bedtime fails. And now, three men who still believe in the power of bacon... Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Berezi in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that the World Health Organization has recently classified as a class one carcinogen. Can't stop. Uh, this is... It's either the worst or best news that this podcast could get. Uh, you know, is anybody surprised that that processed meat is bad for you? Like, why why are we surprised? And is, are we going to change our eating habits because of it? We'll forget about this in a week while we're eating our bacon salami burrito. You Let know? me tell you how much I don't care about it. On the <laughs> this is run this story's run <laughs> everywhere. On the New York Times, the original article from the New York Times about it, there is a picture of bacon. And it is such a beautiful picture. I don't know why they chose this picture. It looks like a Baroque Dutch master painting of bacon. It looks like a Vermeer of bacon. It is so delicious and so rich and so nuanced and juicy. And underneath it, it says, bacon cooks in a frying pan. A WHO report said eating processed meats can raise the risk in humans of getting colon cancer. So when I look at the picture, I can both see the gorgeous Flemish painting of bacon, and the word colon cancer. And it causes me no cognitive dissonance. I still want to eat the bacon. I want to lick my computer. And the word colon cancer is in giant letters. No, because it's not a picture of colon cancer. It's just the word colon cancer and a picture of bacon. I mean, in an abstract sense, it is a picture of the colon cancer I'm going to get. (laughs) Yes. But it's abstract. Your brain isn't doing it. You know, your brain's not connecting those dots. They should start putting bacon in cigarette boxes. Right. With, don't with don't cigarette boxes of, have like pictures of rotted gums and jaws right. falling off and stuff on them? Fetuses that have, are, are all messed up from how much <laughs> bacon you ate. <laughs> 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 I mean, but by the way, I'd still eat it, right? Just like the smoker the would still. Uh-huh. Right. Like every browser box had a picture of a, of a cancerous colon on it. I would throw the box away and eat the sausage. I would set the box on the table and look at it while I ate the sausage and feel bad for the guy who has that problem and smile when I think to myself that I don't. Damn shame about that colon. Yeah. Chomp, chomp. It's time once again for Scary Clowns and Filthy Elbows. That's where we... Well, I have a uh, have a haunted toy in our garage, and I think toys become haunted for various reasons. I think this one's has decided to haunt us because it's lonely. We have a toy in the garage that used to be the kid's favorite toy for both of them. It would be out 
on the sidewalk every day. They'd make us take it down and bring it out. They loved it to death, and now they've outgrown it. And it sits, it's been sitting on the wall for probably two years. Been singing a Sarah McLachlan song. Yeah. And continuous loop for two years. It's a miniature gas station. It's got two little pumps, two little like pumps on it, and the kids would use it to like fill up all their big wheels and bicycles and wagons. It would be they always wanted it out, and now it sits on the wall. It had these switches that you could activate, like an automated gas pump. You could put your ATM card in and, and pay, or you know, your little. It had like a little fake credit card you could put in to pay. Little view screen that showed horrible clips of Jimmy Fallon telling jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It have a squeegee that's always dry. Yep, a very <laughs> dry squeegee, and it had uh, a little air pump you could pretend to fill your tires. Well, we, I'll tell you, this thing has sat on the shelf for years. I haven't put new batteries in it since last decade. I have no recollection of changing the batteries in this since two thousand, since the two thousands. You know, sometime maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Now you never hear it. It's but when I, when you walk into the garage, it talks to you. Did it used to talk? It always talked, oh, okay. but only on, only, on command, only on demand when you activated it. It has an off switch in the off position. Whoa. It is, uh, yeah. it, and it only talks when you lift up the handles. It doesn't do that anymore. It's I walked so out in the garage yesterday, and it, and it <laughs> talked to me, so I, I made a recording of it talking to me. And, <gasps> and this is what it says. Hello, please pick up a fuel nozzle. Did you catch that? Hello, please pick up a fuel nozzle. It says, hello, please pick up a fuel nozzle. I actually heard, hey, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's thinking. So anytime you walk in, but this is what's weird. It's never been, it's never been, you know, there's motion activated toys out there. This is not one of them. There is no sensors on it, but it only does that when you're in the garage with it. So when there's you, little laser sticking out that you're breaking. It's no, set to off, but it knows you're in there. It's off, and the batteries are over a decade old. They've got to be dead batteries by now. That that is the Zapruder film of your impending death. <laughs> oh, wow. We're gonna go back and listen. We're gonna listen to it in reverse. Well, right. I won't listen you in will. reverse. Like I can't wait to eat your heart. <laughs> this is something horrible. <laughs> I feel um, bad for the podcast listeners because I'm assuming because they heard that tape. That it's going to get them now until yeah. they play the podcast yeah, to somebody exactly. else. Yeah, it's like the ring. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that part. Crap, I should I should have led with that. That if you listen <laughs> to this now until you make someone else listen to it, uh, you will get murdered. And so it only does it when you're walking through the garage and you're going. You know, so basically I'm leaving the house to go to my car to leave it alone again, and it so it just kind of calls out to you to please play with me, and it sits up on the wall. It's not like it's. No one can even t- reach it where it is. One of us has to get on a ladder and get it down because we put it up on the wall out of the way because no one plays with it. But the kids won't let us throw it away, which I think is weird also. They let us throw away all their toys. So I feel like the toy compels them to not let us throw it away. Like the power of Christ compels you. Yes. <laughs> I need to get yeah. it. I think I need an exorcist here in the in the garage. Yeah. I would be more impressed if it only talked to you from like like on weekdays. From like ten to eight, <laughs> like it took breaks. Like ghosts never take breaks. When people say they're ghosts in their house, like when Matt used to have that ghost, those ghost toys in his house years ago with his kid, they never shut off. They were always on. I want a ghost that just you can go in there and it won't bother you on Saturdays and Sundays because then you would really know 
It was for real. Well, this the reason I think this is for real is because there's no randomness to it. Like if you have a toy in your clo- in your kid's closet that you know every once in a while makes a bing bong bing bong you know whatever right. noise it's whatever it's in the closet and it's a random sh- short, short circuit or, or whatever uh-huh. and it just goes off. This only happens when you're in the garage with it. It's trying to get your and. Chance. Yeah, you enter the garage. It it says it a couple of times while you're there. You walk out of the garage and it stops doing it. So you know we're gonna figure out which kid Todd loves more because that's the one he's not gonna be sending to the garage to get things. Uh huh. Well, Ellie's a little young to climb a ladder and get that, so you know he's gonna be like, "Hey, uh, Alex, do the kids know that this haunted thing is happening in the garage yet? Or can you trick they, Alex into going getting the the gas?" I can, I could send him in there. They they're <laughs> they, they've heard it, but they don't realize like they haven't put it together. To realize that it only does it when they're in there, they just so they they could totally get away with sending one in there. You can be all casual about it. You'd be like, "Hey, Alex, uh, you know what? I'm busy with this uh, thing, the dishwasher here. Could you uh, could you run outside real quick and uh, and draw a pentagram in, with chalk uh, in the garage and set the gas uh, that gas station toy? Could you put that in the middle of the pentagram and then light candles and all the points? Just real quick for me." <laughs> And, you know, I'm afraid to take it down to, like, take the batteries out because I'm afraid I'm going to open the battery cover and there aren't going to be any batteries. (laughs) (laughs) Two human thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's funny. I thought you were going to say I'm afraid that acid is going to pour out of the batteries into my eyes. And I'm like, yeah, that probably makes sense. But, yeah, I think I'd actually I'd hate life more if there were no batteries in that. Yeah, I think I'd rather have my eyes with acid burning into them. <laughs> yeah, you could explain that at least. At least say, "Ah, oh, these are really old batteries." I open it up and the, I got acid on me. The message is going to get angry every time you go out there. Yeah, mm. what's the message again? Please pick up a fuel nozzle. Yeah, will you please pick up a fuel nozzle? <laughs> Your <laughs> mother picks up fuel nozzles in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I asked you to pick up a fuel nozzle, <laughs> Todd. Todd. <laughs> I want the garage door go up. I can't do that, Todd. <laughs> you know why, Todd. Why won't my car turn off? Why wouldn't you play with me? <laughs> Just relax, Todd. Sleep. Breathe Sleep. it in, Todd. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon, so why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at Paternity Podcast. Dot com. A lot of work goes into making the show and giving you the free funny. Uh, there's different ways to monetize uh, a podcast. None of them are very effective, but here is a way to get your money without making you spend extra money. Now, if you want to donate to the show, like public radio, like you know you listen, you know like you like the show, you want to give us some money, please go to the support page and go to our PayPal link and you can donate. Some people have done that and we really appreciate it. It really helps us keep the show going. We prefer it in or, small bills in a manila envelope. Wrapped in a rubber band. <laughs> you can bring a titanium briefcase to my house. You can set it <laughs> on the sidewalk. Step back. Why small bills? So Ones and fives? So they're less detectable, you know, so we can divide it up. And, you know, if you have large bills, you're like, hey, what do you get all those large bills for? <laughs> okay. You get small bills. I prefer, bills, like, I prefer oh, Susan I, B. Anthony I dollars. Chilies. Well, no. I want, I want, like, coins. <laughs> I want a coins. wheelbarrow full of Sacagawea dollars. <laughs> Nobody wants those. <laughs> Poor Sacagawea. Poor Sacagawea. They don't Never make took her off. anymore. You can't get no. Sacagawea. Remember no, when, nobody wanted them. Remember when we were convinced that we were going to start calling dollars sacks because, mm-hmm. you know, short for Sacagaweas? We thought those were going to take off, right? Well, now, because, you know, the British have all these cool nicknames for their money. 
like quid and quids and hay pennies and all this, uh, you know. Whereas, you know, we just have our normal one. So we thought we could start calling dollars sacks. Like, hey, you got a, you got an extra sack on you? Also, it's funny it's fun because you could call sacks. it a Jackson. You could call it a Benjamin. Sure. But no one does that. I don't know why people don't do that. That was that, that like 90s rap thing of <laughs> talking about the Benjamins, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's never all about the Sacagaweas. Right, or the Hamiltons. <laughs> well, if you want to give to us a different way, you can just do your regular Amazon shopping by going to paternitypodcast.com. That's what you can do. Click on the support page. Do your Amazon shopping. Just click on the Amazon portal. Amazon pops up. You buy some stuff. They send us part of their profits. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't pay extra. And we use that money to keep the show going. That's, that's it. Did you guys buy anything on Amazon this week? Yeah, I did. Alex, I'm, I could tell that Alex is starting to outgrow Halloween a little bit because he's becoming lazier with his costume choices. You know, not put a lot of thought into it. So this uh, uh, Halloween teenagers are the worst. He's becoming uh, the worst. I'm surprised he didn't just say he's going to wear a hoodie and like put like a smear of black makeup on his face or something. That's the worst. Uh, I hate getting just kids in hoodies at, at my door. With like, their uh, bag out. What girls. are you? Oh, my guy. Oh, yeah. Well, then you're a guy. You should go get the job and buy his own candy. <laughs> Literally, you kids get off my lawn. Yeah. So this year he's going to be, you know, those like, uh, what do they call them? Morph suits, right? They got those morph, like the body suits, a full body suit that covers head to toe. Oh, like you wear to a football game in the color of your team? or Yeah, yeah. So I think Kelly found one. You wear, you wear a green one and you go become Jar Jar Binks yeah. post. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or you could be in a movie with a little white ping pong balls all over you. <laughs> Kelly found one like on clearance after last Halloween. So it's been sitting in our closet for a year. So Alex found that. He's like, oh, I'll just wear this for Halloween. And he's like, uh, can you give me like a, I don't know, an orange wig or something to put on it? I'm like, what are you, what is this even, what is this costume? And uh, I don't know, I just wanted an orange wig. So we went on Amazon searching for orange wig and I'm trying different search terms. Like, do I just type in clown wig? Do I type in afro? I'm trying to find, you know, then you type in orange afro because he wanted more like an, like a clown wig, but an orange one. But if you type in clown wig, they're all rainbow. Right. right. You type oh, in right. Afro, you get like African-American hair products. Yeah, exactly. You get like so, Soul Glow. And then even like Orange Afro, sometimes it came up with some odd results because it was, it they weren't really like costume type wigs. So It was a famous Melvin B- Van Peebles <laughs> film called Orange Afro about a badass <laughs> pimp. So I, 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 we did find one eventually. And the other thing for me, you know, I'm, a cheat. I'm like, you're going to wear this for one night to collect $4 worth of candy. So, you know, the, 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 the wig needs to be comparable. Like, I, I need to, you know, I need to at least break even on this. We found one for $9 or something. So you're going to make him get $9 for the candy for so sure? He needs to Don't come back home. <laughs> Dad, I'm home. Why is that back so light? Get back out there. <laughs> well, plus there's No, my, get out. Plus there's yeah. my cut. I got to take my cut. He needs $9 plus my cut. I Can he reduce 20%. the, like, cash back or rewards points that you got on your credit card? <laughs> No, there's blackout. Halloween is a blackout date. <laughs> I can't wait till you take his bag of candy. And while you're look, looking at him with dead eyes, you dump out your portion in front of you. Oh, yeah. On top of your stomach. <laughs> and then, and then throw the, the bag. bag back and hit him in the chest with it. Here's <laughs> one pack of sixless kids. Don't eat it all in one place. <laughs> Trick or treating ends at eight. You better get busy. Oh, What's his man. Costume? Is he a Syracuse fan? Well, yeah, that now he's something that's blue and orange, so he could either be a Mets fan. That's a, a good lot, thing to well, be in Chicagoland on Halloween. Exactly. He's a Mets <laughs> fan. <laughs> well, and the problem is his baseball team is blue and orange, but it's navy blue and orange. This is His costume is royal blue and orange, so I don't know what he is. He just p- decided that's what he was going to do. 
What is he? I'm so confused as to He's what your son is going. Morph at. man with a wig on. He will. Oh, that's so. He's nothing. He is nothing. He's a faceless blue thing with a wig. What's the junk situation in this uh, morph suit? Because that's what always bothers well, me when people are in morph suits. I was tempted to have him wear like his baseball cup, so it was just kind of this kind of a shape to it, as opposed to just like you know you don't want to see. She's got a shape to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like a, a shape that you know isn't his actual junk. Here's so what if he I think puts on the cup, is. does it become just like it's like a dance a Ken belt, doll, like a Kendall thing, like a dance belt, or does it look like a giant codpiece sticking out? <laughs> I think it would look like a giant codpiece. So I think our plan is to make him put on like a pair of athletic shorts above on top of the or- on top of the blue morph suit. So he's going to mm-hmm. have the blue morph suit on with shorts on, so all those areas are covered. And then the wig. I, I'm also wondering if he should be, you know, does he gonna, is he going to go out with his friends now because he's 13? Or is he going to go out with us? Because Ellie's still, she's nine. She still needs to go out with us. Now he's got basketball shorts and an afro <laughs> and colored skin. And it, you're, it's like some kind of weird cartoon Harlem Globetrotter. Like, you're getting into some weird race statement that I don't understand what you're making. Right. It's like futuristic blackface. <laughs> right. It's yeah, blueface. So that's why, the, you know, I thought maybe we'd go for a different kind of wig. They have, like, these headbands with hair that stick straight up or, like, a mohawk or something. But it was, to be honest, the clown wig was the most affordable thing out there. So, And I, I it's a clown wig. I don't think it's making a racial statement at all. I think he's going to look like the Oompa Loompa NBA. <laughs> Could be. Uh, so he's going to go out with his thug friends? He, he might. He might, yeah. But... I was talking to, I think I brought this up last week a little bit, you know, that he doesn't really hang out with friends. Like, he has friends at school. He texts with some friends. He plays video games online with some friends. And he's got friends on the basketball team, but he doesn't hang out. He doesn't have a friend group. Like, we had a core group of friends in junior high that every weekend we'd go hang out at one of our houses. And that's what we did. And he doesn't he doesn't have that. So I don't think there so maybe is. he can go hook up with one of the 45 year old men that he plays Call of Duty with online and they can go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so creepy <laughs> when you put it that way. It's tough. Junior high is tough because you don't belong anywhere. You, you need to be in your house at all times because you're not old enough to make any real decisions. And if you don't have friends that live five feet from you. It yeah, that's necessitates you being alone. He's got friends that live miles away because his junior high pulls from such a large area. So it's not like it's not like he, everyone he goes to school with lives in the same neighborhood. We all live close enough to each other, you know, that we can ride bikes to each other's houses, and that's right. just not the case. Well, that's the other thing. You're not old enough to drive a car, but you're not young enough to be a kid. So you're kind of like a teenager that's too weak sauce to drive a car or like a yeah. giant gangly kid so you're, you're this thing on a bike with nothing to do but cause trouble because you're in such a tweenerly place like if you're a teenager you'd go make out somewhere and you'd be no harm to anyone if you're a child you go get candy and you're cute if you're a tween you don't really want to be seen with the candy but you can't go drive with your friends so now you're this person on a bike that everyone is mad if you come in their yard you can't go off with your friends. It's it's quite a conundrum, really. Well, that's why when we were all in junior high, we got into trouble or why we would go to each other's houses and watch cable that we couldn't get mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Or like that's when you sort of experiment with doing stuff you're not supposed to do. Right. Like throwing not like eggs. Coke or anything no, like that. No, no, but... no. Uh, <laughs> TPing and well, that's when we, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's when we were ding dong ditching and stuff like that. And right. Only we didn't have the. We didn't have the blue skin suits and orange afros. 
Right. The kids today have no idea. <laughs> we, we didn't have blue skin suits and orange afros. You're God. telling me you knocked on people's doors and ran away and you didn't have orange spandex suits? I just don't understand your generation. <laughs> so old. Hey, we were just watching Full House. Big surprise. It was an episode where DJ was graduating from college. So that would make her like, what, 14? College? And, yeah. D, or no, college. I'm sorry. Uh, junior <laughs> high. DJ was graduating from junior high. His oldest, Danny Tanner's oldest daughter. Yeah. And, uh, and he's dating a young, it's an episode where he's dating a younger woman, right? Like a, like a college girl. He goes on a date with a college girl and can't keep up with her because he's old. I'm like, oh, he's, you know, 38 maybe. He's 38, 39. Wow. Like our age. But he says in the episode, you're twenty. You're you're twenty one. I'm thirty three. I'm like, wait, he's thirty three. He was thirty three, and uh, no way. And his daughter's fourteen, which means in the storyline he was nineteen when him and his wife had his their first kid. And and it was funny then because then to me that plot line didn't work that for that episode that at thirty three he was too old to hang out with a like go on a date with a twenty one year old. Yeah, either he's young enough to go on the date with 21-year-old or he's too creepy to go on the date with her. And you've got to work that around the fact that he's got a daughter who's 14. No, that just never should have left the writer's room. It doesn't work yeah. either way. Yeah, they made him too young to begin with. And then you're trying to shoehorn this like, oh, you're old. It, you know, it's, a t- it's, a, it's an 11 or 12-year difference. A 33-year-old can actually like drink, party, and run yeah. circles around a, a college kid because they're amateurs. 21-year-old's like, oh, I had a drink. Now I'm throwing up everywhere. A 33-year-old's like, stand back. I am all (laughs) living. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. You can subscribe on iTunes or you can go to your podcast app on your iPhone. While you're there, you can leave us a review. It's quick and easy, and it improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. Listener M. Grandog wrote, I love this podcast so much. The humor is something that has never failed to get me to laugh, and I will never stop listening long after the earth is but a cinder. (laughs) So be like M. Grandog and write us a review, and also read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, and in the Paternity Test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. Your kid will thank you for it someday, just before they tearfully pull the plug. Or not cheerfully in my case. Right. Whee! <laughs> Waiting to exhale. Do I have to pull the plug? I was really hoping I could smother him with a pillow. Right. That's how I'd picture I mean, if he's got to go, <laughs> and I play like a more active role in it, he owes me. And now it's time for Pizza Robots and Laser Tags, where we cash in one million tickets for one pencil top eraser. It was all worth it. Guys, you didn't tell me. Well, Dave, you wouldn't know because your kids are slightly younger than my daughter. But, Todd, you didn't tell me that there's going to be a point in my life where my entire life is going to be preschool birthday parties. I forgot to mention that. You're going to spend 80% of your time at other kids' birthday parties and then the rest of your time planning your own kids' birthday party. And that'll stop maybe around, like, 9 or 10. I've done five in four weeks. Oh, it's so many. There are so many parties. You know, looking further ahead, luckily you will get to the point where, because at, at this age, you pretty much always stay at the party with your child because they're too young to leave in in a room full of other adults that you don't know, right? You know, right? Because I mean? they will immediately pee on something or, yeah. or push someone down, or yeah, you have to watch. Yeah. Now you'll get, you know, I'd say two, three more years, you could probably start to leave them at a party, depending on what the party is, where it is. You could leave them and come back in three hours, which then 
you kind of like all those having oh, all those free babysitting. Free babysitting, except that each well, it's not free because it costs you free. it costs you twenty five bucks for the present, mm-hmm. but you get three hours out of it, so that's not bad. But yes, from like now till like eight, uh, you're in a constant birthday party, either leaving one, going to one, or planning one. Yeah, and you're locked in, or buying a you're... present for one. Right. We bought a stack. I probably shouldn't say this on the air. I think my wife will be mad. But we've got a go-to present, and we actually just bought a stack of them. One present? No, no, no. I mean, there's one. Yeah, one present. Viva's what, unisex? We haven't gone to a boy one yet, although one's coming. Okay. Uh, although I suppose Either I blue. know what the version would be, right? <laughs> um, you know, we're at this hippie co-op, right? So there's a certain, you have to be, I guess, politically correct with, your gifts and stuff, because there's an almost oppressive spirit of creativity. <laughs> and most conversations are people having a war about how little screen time they give their kids yeah. in a given day. Like, oh, well, my, my kid's only allowed two minutes of screen time. My kid, uh, I blindfold my kid in the car so they can't turn their head and accidentally see a you know a plasma billboard on the side of 294. <laughs> you don't want to give them a present that's too franchisey or too this or too that. So we got for... Viva's birthday, somebody bought her Goldie Blocks, which are those oh, yeah. feminist Legos. Yes. So we went and bought a stack of boxes of Goldie Blocks. And so when it's time for a party, we go to the closet that's full of Goldie Blocks. We throw one in a bag and out the door we go. And then at the party, the child will unwrap 12 Goldie Blocks. <laughs> 12 that, packages right? of Goldie Blocks. Uh-huh. That's the other uh, thing that happens is that kids at, at at certain ages, kids only want certain things. So they end up, you end up, you know, when you buy a present, this is the fourth one of those they're going to probably get at the party. So you just make sure you slap a gift receipt on there receipt. and you're good to go. Well, I'm lucky that I actually really like most of the parents at this hippie co-op because it's the same cast at every party. Because when you invite someone to a kid's party, that is a death sentence. Like you're saying, see you at your kid's party. It's like joining Scientology. Like, yeah, you can't get out. They'll come and find you. Mm-hmm. Right, in all your secrets. <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, you've joined a birthday cult. Every time I try to get out of birthday parties, they pull me back in. Do you get along with most of them? Yes, thank God. Thank God, there's no like blowhard dude who you want to punch in the chops because you're standing by the same same six people every weekend. Well, the good thing about birthday parties is a guy, if the dad's a deadbeat, he's not going. Like, if he's a bad father, mm-hmm. he's not going to be there. Whereas if, he, if they're a terrible mother, they're going either way. <laughs> so You know what I mean? So, so you get, at least you get the cream of the crop of conversationalists. Because yeah, at we're least definitely they're there for to, their kid. We're definitely starting to get a handle on what marriages aren't going to last. <laughs> like yeah. He's like trading off the parenting and, you mm-hmm. know, who seems annoyed all the time. And yeah, who hasn't slept in a while? You can tell. You can tell what's. <laughs> Which, which ones are going to hell. Uh, the, we're starting to get a real handle on a rubric for what makes a good birthday party. Yes. And I think any birthday party can be a good birthday party. Like there's the p- birthday parties in your house and there's the birthday parties yeah. that are out at like a blowy, uppy, jumpy zone. And frankly, even the smallest party costs too much for the person throwing it because you still got to feed people even if you don't rent entertainment or a a bouncy house. So it seems like it is it's just an absolute financial burden to have a birthday party no matter what. Um, but I think any kind of party can be a good party, but we're starting to see like you walk in the room and you kind of go, oh, I'm not going to not going to get drunk or I'm not going to get fed or I'm not going to get a chair or, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, we always, you know, you can make a, a, a chart that has like an up down arrow, like an X axis of, of food and drink and a Y axis of 
activities and entertainment, and you can kind of place it on a quadrant by what the priorities were. What's a good party then? Well, it depends if you're a guy or a girl or what your priorities are. Like, I kind of want, I super want a beer, uh, and you're not going to get a beer if you go to Jumpy Zone. It's got to be at somebody's house. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be in the afternoon. And some of these are kind of early in the day. But that, it's up on the list for me if I get booze. And then if I don't, even if I don't get booze, I want some food if I can. And that's my priority. So I don't care if there's tons of Pinteresty craft things or tons of clowns or princesses or jumpy zones if there's tons of food. My wife doesn't care about the food very much as long as she gets some birthday cake. And she's like, oh, are the kids doing a fun thing? And it doesn't have to be a super expensive thing, but are they, is there a planned game or craft? Or are they just kind of punch each other in the face for two hours? So we, we come to blows about that. She wants lots of organization, and I just yeah. want to get fat. Get drunk <laughs> yeah. and fat. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've got to have some sort of activity. Like someone has to organize something because four-year-olds, when you throw them together, not all of them are going to want to play with one another. Not mm-hmm. all of them are going to want to play with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are more advanced than others. It's just a messy age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the parents need a break. The parents need to not parent for well that was yeah minutes. that was always one of my keys to success at at if i was taking one of my kids to a party and had to stay there was that that's fine i'll hang out but i don't want to have to get involved like don't make me run an activity or something you know oh, no I mean? like if if i have to step in and supervise or stop someone from smearing uh icing all over my kid's face you know or you have to dress up like princess bell and sing yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know beauty and the beast yeah I'm happy to be there, but, uh, you know, this is their, everyone, it's your turn. Like, you have to supervise your own kid's party. And when you're at my house for a kid's party, I won't, I don't expect you to lift a finger. Just chill. I went to a party recently, and it was clearly just a ploy for presents for the kid. We got there. Isn't that drove... the definition of a birthday party? Well, it was, presents? but it was way beyond. We all went in the backyard. You know, all the presents were there already for the kid. She started to dig into them, and the mom had to pull them away. And then we go inside, mm. and there's the cake, but there's not enough seats for all the kids to sit. And the kids are kind of grabbing plates, but there aren't any plates for the adults. And like the the dad was, the dad had mixed himself a drink, but wasn't offering anyone else oh. a drink. I mean, it was it was the the embodiment of a horrible, horrible birthday party experience for a parent and the kids, quite frankly. And once the birthday kid had had their food the parents just sort of like the dad sort of grudgingly drug with his uh, power wheels around the corner for the kid and then like just walked back inside yeah it was really awkward control is tough because your guests are deliberately sheep like they're not going to move around your house and grab at things because that's rude you know they're not going to look for plates they're not going to get their own food they're going to stand and not do anything unless you tell them to out of place you almost force them to yes you you really have to pushed you have to say it's time to eat take this plate in your hand you're first and i screwed up so hard at viva's birthday party because we have and this happens with a lot of the house parties that we go to birthday party house parties in chicago is that people's places aren't that big and so it's pretty crowded and we have a big deck on the ground floor and we're on the second floor and so i'd set up tables with umbrellas and chairs and stuff out there down and i was walking through the house telling people it's time to eat, go get your plates because the princesses are coming soon. And they capitulated and they got their food. And I said, hey, there's a lot of room out back. Why don't you guys go out back? So a bunch of people walked out my back door. Well, then I was doing something else. And when I walked outside to see how people were doing, 
they didn't know there was a first floor deck. I mean, they saw it, but they didn't know if it was mine. So they were all on tiny kind of non-balcony balconies and steps, like politely packed into weird shapes in this Escher painting of Chicago staircases, just looking miserable and pretending to smile at me because they were trying to be nice and thought that I was packing them all outside on a tiny <laughs> on balcony. I felt so bad. Like you had just gotten the floors refinished and you didn't mm-hmm. want anybody in your house. So then I said, oh. oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I meant for you to go down there where all those jolly tables are set up with like flowers and citronella candles and umbrellas. But I don't know. You know, I hope they forgave me once they saw what I meant. Mm-hmm. But I, they might all think I'm a monster. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it's tough, though, because... When you live in a city, I think everyone kind of understands that there's a lack of space and everything's sort of forgiven, uh-huh. right? Because I, well, I think so, right? Well, one person's 800 square feet is another person's 1,500 square feet. And in the city, it's just it's so tough. Yeah. There's one last facet of birthday parties I want to ask you guys about. I didn't realize it was such a big deal, and it's the big deal. And it's gift bags, parting gifts, like oh, the home game. yeah. We've gone through different phases of our gift bag giving and receiving. Every party we've thrown that we get given gift bags at, I felt like there was, we felt pressure to put more and more in it and not just like candy. Like a gift bag to me was always like, oh, throw some pieces of candy in it, maybe, a, I don't know, a Super Bowl or something. And I feel like you had to start giving away like an actual toy or something, like a, like a real toy, like a matchbox car. Or I've been seeing a lot of five dollar price points on yeah. these bags. So there is what the birthday party we went to yesterday had a set of two Shopkins, which is two eighty eight. Yeah. And then there's the bag, and then there's there was uh, candy in it, and oh, like a deck of cards, like a deck of kids cards, a bag of M and M's a Shopkins, mm-hmm. and then the bag, and a balloon. So that's five bucks for sure. So I've seen that a lot. And that's a pretty high price point, I think, for given that you got to multiply that by every kid at your party. That makes me want to punch myself in the face. Well, do you have that up in upstate New York, or do you have a different culture? Up there? Uh, it's really funny. I, my kids haven't been to that many birthday parties. And, mm-hmm. and the, but the ones they have been to, they've ne- I don't think they've ever gotten a... And my wife's probably listening to this right now, rolling her eyes and getting angry, but... I don't recall our kids ever getting a gift bag from a birthday party. I don't think they do it here. Maybe they don't. Or maybe you're just not in preschool yet and it's coming and you're going to get hit. Right. Well, storm. they haven't had any like official preschool friend parties yet. Like it's always been uh, kids that they know from the neighborhood or sort of the day school that my wife runs or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I... I'm going to take a stand now and I know it's going to not, I, I'm going to fail because my wife's going to tell me I can't be a, a jerk, but there's no way I'm getting gifts for people who come to my house <laughs> to celebrate my kid's birthday. That's just stupid. It's a dumb concept. I don't it's, get the concept of groomsman gifts where somebody's your groomsman and then you got to buy them all a watch. Yeah. Isn't standing up the honor? Yes. Nope. Got to have a cigarette case. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I that's the thing. Understand. If you feed your guests at your little kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. isn't that – because, I mean, the idea is that it's an offset for the gift they just bought you. So if they spent 20 25 bucks on a, a toy for your kid, but you feed the whole family, I don't think you need a gift bag then. No. Or if you, if you have it at a bouncy house and you shelled out 700 bucks or something to rent some place, like, I don't need a gift bag too. It's cool. Right. You don't give gift bags at your wedding. You mm-hmm. feed people fish or steak. You don't give them a $15 like an Oscar bag. You know what I mean? I don't know. They're starting Some to give out like do. the little the bags of 
like little Chinese takeout boxes of candy and Dumb. you know little petty fours and Jordan almonds and stuff. That's the problem. Big birthday has ruined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, used what to be about the it? birthday. Right, it's about to be a celebration of life. <laughs> so glad I'm half dead. So glad I don't have to go through any of these rites of passage again. <laughs> got one more coming. I know. <laughs> I have five tops. <laughs> My wife's. Yeah, God, she's like, "What do you want to do?" Because I'm turning forty. I don't know. Nothing. Like this is do nothing. Literally nothing. Let's just sit on the couch and relax. I've had friends who asked for like a night at a hotel by themselves for their birthday. I don't have I don't have the cool. Not necessarily on not necessarily on their birthday, but like get me a gift certificate to go like at a night of my choosing. I'll get a hotel room and I'll just go there and hang out and just watch hotel TV and sleep in a bed and not be disturbed for 24 hours. That's what I want for Christmas this year. Really, it's just like one night where my wife and the baby go to her parents and I can make all the Italian sausage and peppers in the world, watch Caddyshack and build G.I. Joe Legos. That's what I want. That's not my version of heaven, but that, I mean, I, I, I feel <laughs> you, bro. I get it. I, I just want I, like it's like Father's Day. Father's Day. I, I mean, yes, I'm not a monster. I do want time with my children because I don't get tons of time with my children. But I also want part of that day to be about me just sitting out on the edge of my property alone, staring at the fence, <laughs> just, you know, with a beer and just thinking about my life. And that's, that's, I want that. That's what I want. With my service pistol in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like if my wife said, I just want to be alone, I'd be all right. I'm going to pack up the kids and go. If I say I want to be alone. Somehow it's somehow it's a, a threat to our relationship or <laughs> to the stability of our marriage. But that's what I want. Wait, that in a gift bag on your way out. That in a gift bag, yeah. Don't just use your phone to yik yak your hate speech. Use it for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts. And follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram, at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter, at The Dad Test. Send us a question or comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. And stop leaving all those heavy breathing messages. It's just getting our blood pressure up. Hey, did you guys see on Facebook, listener Derek left us a link in regard to our conversation about creepy PSAs, a 70s Smokey the Bear ad with a sexy lady. Did you see this 1973 PSA, Smokey the Bear? Mm -hmm. And it's, what's the actress's name? Joanna Cassidy. And she's kind of a sexy redhead. And she's looking at you with what I guess is supposed to be a come hither look but it seems more like she wants to kill you and skin you i forget what she's talking about actually we're gonna play it here in one second at the end of the thing she rips off her own face and it's Smokey the bear and you know in in 1973 they didn't have the cgi so they actually had to rip off her face right it was was one take that's that's why i haven't seen joanna cassidy lately todd Mm -hmm. do you have that pulled up i know a place that's peaceful and quiet a place where animals play It's called the forest, but every year we start forest fires. A careless match, a cigarette, and poof, fire. So the next time you're in the forest, be extra careful. 
Okay. Rip. <laughs> if you knew it was me, would you have listened? <laughs> That's like a weird reverse. What do they call the people who dress up in furries? Yeah, it's like a re- weird reverse furry. Oh, where a mascot dressed up as a human. Yeah. <laughs> I think mascots who like to cuddle with other mascots dressed as humans. <laughs> in Dude, human how, skin. Many, how many forest fires were we starting <laughs> in the 70s that they had to have PSAs to say, please, please stop burning more forests than God is with his brush fires? Well, I don't think they had as many brush fires because they didn't have as much drought, but they did have lots of cigarettes. When she pulls her face off, it is so gross. Like, there's a, such a disturbing couple of frames in there. And then... Well, because there's almost the... like a bad edit. Like, there's a little cut where mm-hmm. you can tell they've cut to a bad mask of her kind of facing <laughs> down to come mm-hmm. off the bear. And it is kind of disturbing. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's disturbing, is I guess is the, the best way to, to put it. It's disturbing. Well, there's several reasons why it's disturbing. First of all, it's weird because... He rips the suit off. He's larger than her, so you're not quite sure how he's packed in there. Because he's not CG, it is clearly a guy in a suit. So it's a guy in a bear suit in a skin suit. So warm. He must have been dying when he was inside her face. (laughs) The other thing is that Smokey the Bear says, if you would have known it was me, would you have listened? So he's saying I was deliberately sexually seducing you. To get my message apart. So if you were aroused, you were aroused by Smokey the Bear. So Not now, only that, he's admitting that he's useless, that no one listens to him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that he should no longer be the mascot for putting out forest fires. Yeah, like why even have Smokey the Bear anymore then? Just say, I'm Joanna Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Don't right. set forest on fire. Well, you can't do it now. Her face is ripped off. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't have killed her for this ad, stupid ad council. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for Sleep No More. That is where parenthood kills sleep. (laughs) Oh, it's killing sleep so much in my house. Your kids are almost four and you have not slept a night. It is horrible. Our children, first of all, it would be one thing if... If we were at a point in our lives where she could just, you know, be at home with the kids and have, you know, sort of a relaxing day with them. Or if there were if we were a traditional 19 something family unit where I could work and she could take care of the children, but she takes care of the children and uh, she also runs a day school out of our house. Right. because, Because dad works and mom stays home is called not being middle class. Right. Because exactly. no one gets paid enough to do that anymore. Exactly. So she works and raises our children, and I work and work. That's it. But right now I'm working like I'm getting in at 730. I'm leaving at 10 at night because uh, we're building a set at the high school. And by the end of the night, she can't take our three-and-a-half-year-olds who will not go to sleep. Like, well, they will not They won't go to sleep. And she's by herself uh, a lot of the time at night trying to put them to bed, trying to get them to go to bed, and nothing works. Um, you plead with them, you threaten them, you tie them with, you know, chains and ropes to the bed, they get, they find their way out. And so the other night, and I'm like, you know, at a certain point, like, we would go back and forth about it. Like, she would, you know, sometimes give before I would give, or I'd give before she would give, and I'd be like, screw it, let's let them sleep in our bed. And we got to the point, though, where we're like, all right, you're not getting in our bed anymore. You can sleep on the floor next to our bed because we've got this rug that's pretty comfortable. And, you know, 
It's not their, their backs are three years old. It's not. And like you know what? Them. You don't want to provide the incentive. You don't want to say, "Well, here's a here's a beautiful, comfy place. You right. can sleep on the floor, or you can go sleep in your comfortable bed." Right. Here's fifty year old hardwood. <laughs> you know, grab some yeah. pine. We get to the point now where they that wasn't enough. So then they want to bring their sleeping bags. Oh, see, no. I, well, look, then they start crying. So you're like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> sleeping, sleeping bags. And then they want their pull-out, these little pull-out Minnie Mouse couches that they each have. They're basically moving into your bedroom. <laughs> yes. So the other night. And then they want their dressers in there. You laugh. Help me with these boxes of books. You <laughs> laugh. Can you stay here? Because the cable guy says he's going to come between 10 and 2. <laughs> I go upstairs. My wife's like, I moved their mattresses. Into oh. I know. Their mattresses are on the floor next to our bed. Well, here, let me ask you this. Do they sleep through the night now? Yes, because uh, half the time they get into bed with us anyway. Oh. The upshot is that they roll off the bed, they're going to land on a mattress that's nicer than ours. But, yeah, like I woke up this morning with – uh, Joey on one side of me and Cece on the other. Like, all curled up next to me. Your wife on uh, a toddler mattress on the floor. More or less, yes. See, my wife, for some reason, my wife, out of pride, won't leave the room. Like, out of stubbornness, she refuses to leave the room under any circumstance. Like, it's, like, she... Yeah, I, you know my, I, mean? I gave up that pride. We had the toddler mattress on the side of the bed and said if you come in here you have to sleep on that little bed but she'd wake up screaming and crying and insisting to get on the bed every night and then she'd say daddy there's no room you have to get out of the bed so i would go and sleep on the couch every night and then finally we're like why is this extra mattress taking up half our bedroom so now we put her to bed in her room every night every night at around three she wakes up comes down the hall crying gets into the bed says daddy get out and i go and sleep on the couch unless i don't feel like waking up in the middle of the night for that thing in which case, I just sleep on the couch at the beginning of the night. So really, for several months, I have not even bothered to sleep in my own bed. I sleep on the couch. She sleeps half the night in her room, half the night with my wife, and they have a lovely cuddle and wake up in the morning and the sun shines on them and you hear like, doo, 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 and they love each other and have a big breakfast and I sleep on a couch. And that is my life. And that is Dave's it's, life. It is humiliating. And I'll be honest, I get a, a much nicer night's sleep if I sleep in the guest room. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's not my choice. Because there aren't tiny feet in your genitals and face. Right. Exactly. And, and my kids aren't in bed with us either. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, I, if I were to go, if I were to see, like for example, there needs to be, there's a certain amount of square footage of the bed that must be taken up for me to to have to make that choice for me to have permission to make that choice. Like if my wife's side of the bed, like if my wife is in the bed and the dog, that's not a good enough excuse. I've got to move the dog. If my wife is in bed with a dog and a kid, it depends on the configuration. <laughs> but if, if all of them are in bed together, then I got a free pass to go sleep somewhere and actually get a few Z's. But if there's not enough, square footage taken up, I have to cram myself in or I'm worried that somehow I'm offending my family or my wife, really. And I don't even know if that's true. She probably doesn't ever think about it. You know what I mean? But I feel like I should try to be in that room, you know, and then I'm miserable because of my children that I created. Well, can I tell you that I honestly cannot tell you the last time one of my kids came into my room 
in the middle of the night and woke me up? I can't remember. It hasn't happened it? in so do long. You, do you miss those years, though? Cause well, like, there's times where it is, you know, like I'll ask, I always uh, wonder. Like, I'll ask Ellie if she wants to, you know, cuddle in the bed for a little while, like in the morning before we go downstairs, because I kind of, you get a little bit of that then. But yeah. I don't miss, like, the middle of the night part of it. Right. But, you know, like, Ellie fell asleep. She was upset about one of her, you know, loose teeth that wouldn't come out. And I was down here, I think, recording with you guys. And I went upstairs, and Ellie had fallen asleep in bed with Kelly. And I was kind of, like, a little jealous of it. I'm like, oh, I bet that was cute and, I, you know, mm. comfy to have, you know, Ellie fall asleep in bed with her. And I carried her back to her room and threw her in a bed and whatever. Honestly, like, I haven't had a disturbed night of sleep from my kids so long ago that I don't remember it. They go to bed. Now they don't. we don't even walk up the stairs anymore. They give us a kiss goodnight. They go upstairs, and we see them in the morning. It's glorious. I, I could count on one hand the number of times in my life that I woke up in the middle of the night before I had kids. <laughs> I've always slept straight You are through. a heavy sleeper, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a very heavy Believe sleeper. Believe me, I know. I used to sleep on a bed above you, and nothing yeah. would wake you up. No. And now that I'm big... Like, they're going to have to leave me behind if (laughs) the house catches fire. But I wake up now. I've always kind of got one eye open. the back, And and so it's going to be weird again to get seven straight hours or whatever. And when my kids did have sleeping problems when they were younger, I was always the one. I felt like I was the one that took the brunt of it because Kelly was a lighter sleeper. Or Kelly was a much heavier sleeper than I was. So I would hear the first peep. So I'm up. She's still asleep. So I, I go in there first. So I feel like I always, I always got the middle of the night stuff because yeah. I just was a lighter sleeper. It's a lose lose in our house because I tried to be the person to take care of it, but it keeps Nikki up anyway, mm-hmm. so no one sleeps. Then you just yeah, and then you try and then to, they wake th- up in a bad mood and yeah, I'd rather have cigarettes put out of me. And you could always try the old well, you know, one of us should be getting some sleep. Since you're oh, yeah. up anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but then you're putting <laughs> up with them. Yeah, like then you're putting up with the spouse. <laughs> Who's up? You know, I yeah. I'd much rather be the person who's not getting sleep. Lord knows, I went through you know my share of kids that won't go to sleep problems in our house. But the problem is, it just takes time and consistency to change the behaviors. And the hard part, especially for you guys and your work schedules, is that you just don't have that kind of time. You need five days in a row where it doesn't matter whether or not you get any sleep or how long your kids are going to cry for or whatever. You know, you have to have the option to cave in now because at some point you just need to sleep because you'll go mad. Well, we don't know what we're going to we, – we talk about splitting them up and putting them in separate rooms. We don't know if it's too early. We think about that. They One of them will tra- – Joey will try ESP. to go to sleep. What's that? They might lose their twin ESP if you split right. too early. Exactly. Their their language that they have. Everyone always asks, do they have a language? I, yeah, I knew English. They had a language. Yeah, they – they talk to each other like the human beings. They're not <laughs> right. They're not Siamese twins. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't share blood. <laughs> yeah, they don't have this. You know, it's 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 really bizarre. It's, do they share? Do they have their own language? Do they? <laughs> no, they have their own language. They're not a circus. <laughs> um, so I don't know. They that my kids. We think okay, we'll split them up. We think. Well, we'll just make them sleep in their, you know, in their own beds and let them play until they fall asleep. But then one of them always falls asleep. Joey always falls asleep. And then Cecilia will, will wait and come out. And, and her thing used to be, hey, Dad, uh, Joey's asleep. 
I'm going to go lay in your bed. And so she kind of had this thing worked out where she would stay up until Joey was asleep. And then she'd go sleep in her bed. And now neither of them sleep. And it's just a, God, it's a mess. Well, when and you've I, made I, horrible, uh, horrible sleep decisions like you and I have made, do they grow out of it or are we screwed? Are they going to be lying next to us talking to us about their graduation gown? It's just going to take them a lot longer to, I think, outgrow the sleeping problems. And they might be teenagers when they finally decide it's just not worth it anymore. And they're going to stay in their own bed. I think I, I think I will win, though, inevitably, because it will just mean that my kids will be too big. And <laughs> because they're girls, I will have to go sleep in the other room and I will get a full night of sleep. But that also means that when they grow out of it, I'll be comfortable sleeping in a different room. And my, my wife and I will be like like Lucy and Desi. You know what I mean? We'll sleep in separate rooms uh, when our kids are in high school. You can push them together every year on your anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to my great-grandmother's house and going into her bedroom, and there were separate beds. Yep. Incredible. Separate beds. I don't understand it. My grandparents slept in separate bedrooms. Yeah, mine did too. You ended up with a kid nine months later. Yeah. Well, is that what it was? I no, I think they just didn't. I think it was just the best way they knew how to live. You know how they were going to get the most sleep, and how they—I don't know—they just had separate rooms. Just roommates. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was more flatulence because of like cooking and lard. Right. Oh yeah. Man, I can't imagine like smoking. I'm so flatulent already. I can imagine having a more flatulent diet than I already do. Well, smoking does it to you, too. Really? Makes you flatulent? Yeah. The smoke's got to come out somewhere. (laughs) Got to come out somewhere, and I never exhale, so where does it all go? Smoke finds a way. (laughs) It finds a way, just like the dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) The velociraptor will eventually come out your butt. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to let the kids eat all the Halloween candy they want. Diabetes is purely a state of mind. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS, and tell your friends about the show. Also, consider a donation to our show via our PayPal link at fraternitypodcast.com. Keep those Sacagawea dollars coming. All right, everybody. Remember, you might be going a bit overboard on the gift bags at your child's party if Anne Hathaway wants to be a guest presenter just so she could have one on the way out. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 